Hello. Uh, we meet again. You decided to click on this. Maybe you heard my podcast before. Maybe you didn't. Maybe this is the 40th time that you listen to this podcast. Maybe you binge all of them. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to you. Um, yeah, we do things around here. Uh, we randomly select from a list of albums that were important in my life. And I talk off the cuff about said album. Yeah? It's pretty simple. You listen to one, you listen to all of them. Not really, because the album changes, yeah? Uh, that's different for sure. But the gimmick, the format, there's so many cockroaches around me. Fuck me. I need to digitize this place, man. What the hell? It's warmer, right? So cockroaches are everywhere. It's a small kind, though. It's not the big ones, you know? The It's not the jet skis one. Once it's the tiny... Tiny, tiny little Azuki bean ones, you know, those. Anyway, it's somewhat of a companion. And the f 50 cockroaches that I see every single morning. Okay, let's go. I'll get rid of them eventually. Generate the album. 89, okay, good number. Let's see what's the 89 brings us. The strokes, is this it? All right, somewhat of a of a coincidence as well, because I was watching a trailer yesterday for exactly a documentary about this uh, album's impact on the scene in Brooklyn and the scene in New York, and the overall impact that Is This It had on a mainstream rock and roll. Uh, it's a well-known fact now that it brought a renaissance from from um the the rock and roll and and garage rock and indie rock in the early 2000s uh it's safe to assume now 20 years 21 years after this album was released that this is the nevermind of this generation right and everything that's included in the in those uh in that comparison all the all the proportions that you can uh, draw from that from that statement. Uh, the reason why I say that is uh, the ebbs and flows of pop, pop, pop rock, pop, you know, uh, indie pop, that type of stuff, alternative rock. Uh, they do vary in the specific influences that that they have. Uh, in, the, in the case of Nirvana, it was pretty much. 70s post-punk and 70s punk with a little bit of hardcore in there became grunge you know with with tweaks tweaks here tweaks there some new flavors uh and of course the 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 songwriting capacity of kurt Cobain gave grunge much of its flavor if not all of its flavor you know like the the the, the brooding nature of his songwriting and the, and the maybe decadent, you know, self-loading type of thing. 
um, there was something that it wasn't necessarily on on pop music before. Uh, alternative rock, of course, had its uh, its slice of of, of very self loading and and, and grungy like behavior, you know, with especially mid eighties stuff. Uh, with Manhoney, with you know some of the shoegaze stuff speaks to that, to the um, aesthetic, let's say. But then Nirvana came with the with the nail, you know, with with the nail with the coffin of hair metal and and hard rock from the eighties, which was the most, you know, uh, pr- pr- proponent uh, style up to that point. Of course, ten years later, things progressed in a way that the image of grunge became oversaturated. Of course, you have post grunge, a bunch of annoying bands from that uh, style. Some of them are really good, like Bush, like uh, even like Finger Eleven is pretty good. Uh, New Metal came kind of a as as a as a uh, New Metal is kind of a hyper a hyper version of grunge in a way doesn't necessarily take the 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 alternative or the alternative rock from the 80s or post punk from the from the late 70s but takes metal and hip hop in a in a strange way there so it it can, it can be seen as a continuation of what was being done with the with nevermind being a stepping stone there but eventually some kids in New York, the Strokes, namely the Strokes, but some of them before. Uh, you have some some indications like Nirvana wasn't the first proper grunge band, you know. Uh, Manhoney, it's said to be kind of the inventor of grunge. If you go even further, you can say New Young inv- invented grunge with the Rust Never Sleeps album. Uh, anyway. It's irre- irrelevant, right? Necessarily, who who did what? But as the nevermind of indie rock and alternative rock from the early two thousands, is this it arrived? And I mean, White Stripes had albums before. Is this it? And it was pretty much, you know, you, you can find traces of anything that goes very big and defines a generation. You can find traces of that happening before. It's usually the case with most uh, really like watershed moments in music, yeah? I would say. So what we have here, uh, not only it's excellent quality in terms of production and songwriting, um, it's a it's refreshing. It's a ref- it's a it's a much needed lighten up. Of, um, of of moods regarding to rock and roll music because everything was so brooding and so self-defeating and so, you know, it was metal and hardcore became the norm in regards to, to pop music. Of course, they have stuff that doesn't necessarily speak to that. You have outliers always. Um, but Strokes was the thing that said, okay, now we like this type of shit bring more of this and surely the mainstream definitely did because you had like bands like Franz Ferdinand, Kaiser Chiefs, um, Interpol, Yeah, Yeah, Yes, um, 
LCD sound system, even the national to some extent, was in Brooklyn at kind of the same period and was influenced by the wave that the strokes created. And you have very tight, concise, uh, slick indie garage rock made in a fun, uh, very friendly and uh, interesting, very poetically as well in in, in uh, lyrics. It's a very well-regarded album. It's a classic from day one, I would say. I remember being very young and having the, the Strokes as an album because being from uh, Brazil, waves of independent music at the time, in 2001, it, it takes longer for things to settle as you know the, the new norm. So in 2001, I was pretty much listening to all of the wave of post-grunge and wave of new metal and even some you know, new metal you can you can add like hip hop, new metal like Limp Bizkit or you know that type of thing. But mainly System of a Down and Adjacents, right? I was basically listening to those things at that time. I was ten, so you know, don't don't blame me. Even though System of a Down, great fucking band, great fucking band. But anyway, uh, the best in new metal, along with Death Tones and. Slipping up, I would say. Anyway, uh, I was listening to that type of stuff. So as a 10-year-old in a country that doesn't necessarily respond one-to-one in terms of timing with the with the trends, uh, I was seeing strokes as something like, oh, like the like disco was seen by the punks in the 70s, right? Because it's famous that they had like a big, like a big... Um, rift like a rivalry between disco and punk in the in the beginning of the 80s right freaks and geeks shows that very very uh in a very funny way in some episodes i i if i remember correctly so <coughs> which was that time right beginning of the of the 80s end of the 70s this the, the particular series so uh, of course, I was 10. I didn't know fuck all. You know, as things progressed in my life, I was making friends with people that, you know, saw the Strokes as as a, as a very good band as they are. And they, they were introducing me to that type of stuff. And my, my taste was broadened, of course, as well. And by that time, they were already, uh, it was probably 2005, 2007. They were already with the Tree Classic. Uh, albums that they have and yeah is this it became like a very you know very important uh, slice of music a very important like 40 40 minutes of music that that i listen to it's one of those albums that you say okay i want to be in that universe again you know i want to be in that particular uh, sense of 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 free willing and devoided of any melancholy uh, or uh, melancholy melancholy whatever devoided of any sort of seeding feeling towards others and, or or me or I want to be shaken you know I want to I want to have that similar to what disco brings as well 
the main influence from from what the strokes uh, from wh what they do right the main influence are like bands who travel there you know disco punk um, synth pop type of thing as they went further they lean more into the synth pop stuff until the last album which is pretty much its own thing and their best album the new abnormal is is, is fantastic so it that one helped define what indie rock would be for the next easily the next 12 years you can probably say that by 2015 2016 is this it was already kind of oh this is not what we follow anymore maybe grunge became something to be looked upon again you know um you, you had the 90s as 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 the 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 thing to be imitated so a bunch of things that were probably for, forgotten by then by 2015 uh because the influence of is this it was so ubiquitous up to that point um they started looking at obscure things from the 90s so emo had a great resurgence and you know post post metal became you know interesting again uh, anyway and then you have all the, the way that those things behave with the internet it's different right so it's uh it's a whole other thing let me take my jumper out because i don't know why i have my jumper on because it's hot and my neck hurts little bit of a pause there you have to bear with the pauses you know and it's important because of of its wittiness because of its its simplicity because of its of its uh layback charm and it's infinitely cool you know it's still cool it's still very um it's hard to explain exactly why no, it's not hard. It's hard to explain it. It's not hard to explain. The songs are great. The production is great. Uh, the way that they handle vocals, you know, it's it's super interesting. Like the 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 little bit of overdrive that you have, it's it's a distortion that you have on Julian Casablanca's voice. That's something that would be implemented like a lot after, you know, that type of greediness. So, because post grunge became polished version version of what Nirvana was doing. It became kind of like a, a situation where uh, like in the, the mid-70s progressive rock was becoming more and more polished as well. It started with psychedelic rock with the Beatles there and progressed until you had like a like a total mechanization I don't know if that's a, that's a, that's a thing that it said, but it it got automated by the the electronic drums, you know, and and synthesizers. So eventually, they didn't have anywhere else to go in terms of what it was being discovered within the progressive uh, realm. So they had to, uh, at the same time, simplify and and take another turn, you know. Altogether, uh, 
Pink Floyd The Wall, it's an example of that progression. If you if you take like beginning uh, of their career, even Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, and The Wall, Pink Floyd, you see like a simplification of things, right? Songwriting wise and production wise and all that. Of course, it wasn't like the full fledged synth pop that Talking Heads would make or, or you know, uh, Culture Club or stuff like that. But it's a simplification nonetheless. And the same thing kind of happened with, with grunge. It started simple. The mainstream and the industry likes that type of thing, so it goes along with the, with the, with the flow. Eventually, becomes so saturated, you know. So like, you can't make heads or tails of what is what. Becomes something else, way simpler. In this case either like garage rock from the from the 60s or indie indie rock indie pop from the uh, early 90s even and early 80s with disco pop and and punk being a, a big influence as well it's um yeah it's a flawless album it can easily be the only album that you ever listen to your whole life, you know, because it has that, it has that appeal to it. Uh, it's very good. The Strokes is very good. Ben, they proved themselves with the new abnormal, like how well they can, you know, perform even to this day. I'm not really sure about their their, their other albums. I I never listened much to their. Uh, most recent stuff, even though I should, I think now the the new abnormal redeemed them in a in a fantastic way. You know, they are a great group of a great group of guys. Very interesting um, composers, lyricists, and and you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's catchy. It's fun. It's the quintessential catchy indie rock that spawned so many other bands that are very good in their own respect like Arctic Monkeys and you know Interpol is a band that I respect as much as Strokes probably more even a different set of influences there is a different set of colors in there but yeah um, I believe that's pretty much it what I have to say if you never listen to what this album has to offer, please do. It's 35 minutes long. Every song is great. Every single song is great. There is not a song that's not good. You know? And give a chance to the new abnormal as well, because it's it's even better. I I like more. Like the new abnormal for me is better than is is it. It's a classic. It's great. It's catchy. It's everywhere. You definitely heard uh, last night. You definitely heard uh, Sunday, which are the most famous here that I'm looking number-wise. And that's it. That's it. Let's wrap this up. God bless you. Uh, be, be safe. Be well. Thanks for listening.
is is it is great and that's it goodbye